You're listening to What The Press? A conversation about business and WordPress. Brought to you by WP Maintain. Here's your host, Suraj Soda. Welcome to the next episode of What The Press? A conversation about business and WordPress. Today's guest is Angela Squires, and we'll be talking to her about how having a blog on your website can really help you to increase your traffic and inquiries, as well as helping you to be seen as an expert in your field. Angela's a very special guest because Angela and her team are the ones that write our blogs here at WP Maintain. And the main takeaway for for this episode is going to be the why and the how publishing blog posts on your website, which obviously on WordPress uh, makes it very easy to do so, will help you to thrive online. So without further ado, and uh, to introduce our our guest for, for today's episode, Angela, welcome to What The Press. Hi, Suraj. Nice to be here. Thank you. It's great to to, to have you on, on, on our episode. And even though this is not the first episode of this series, and those listeners on, on our podcast right now will be listening to this in, I think this is episode three, but actually this is the first episode we're recording with you. And uh, it's a great privilege to have you here. So thank you for, for your time and thank you for, for agreeing to be on our first episode recording for What The Press. Nanda, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where in the UK are you based? How's working from home going? And, and how's your dog, Ronnie? I know you've got an office dog as well, haven't you? Yeah, you might have just heard him huffing there. So that wasn't me um, <laughs> thinking that your intro was too long. It was him. <laughs> I'm Angela. I'm one half of Wordhound Limited. We are mainly white label content creators now. So we work with uh, web designers, SEO agencies, and we are their content team. So they can provide content without having to hire anyone internally to do it. And we also, like for um, WP Maintain, we do monthly blog packages so that we can help you build up your authority and improve your keywords on your website. Absolutely love it. Love it. And blogging's not a new thing, is it, Angela? This is, I I remember years and years ago, everyone was saying, well, you must have a blog if you want to get online and if you want to uh, increase your rankings. Tell us a bit about why why that's important and why, why you think blogging is so important. I know I'm supposed to say that blogging is like the most important thing, <laughs> but I mean, it's all, it's all just another part of the puzzle, isn't it? So it's something that you do alongside your social media strategy. If you write an amazing blog that answers everyone's questions and is full of keywords, but you put it on a really slow website that no one wants to go to and then don't talk about it ever again, it's not going to work. So we really like being part of a team and having the SEO guys to to call on and web designers to send people to. So blogging obviously is important because you need to talk, tell people about what you do, why you do it, your own personal opinions on things, get your, your voice out there. But um, it's not the be all and end all. It's something that you do as part of your strategy. Yeah, that's really refreshing as well. And, and, and you're absolutely right. You often find marketing agency sort of being you know all in or all out like if you don't blog you're you're finished at this point or if you're not doing facebook ads you might as well pack up and go home so it is really refreshing that, that you're that's not your approach but we're, we're going to get into more of the, the how a business can or a business owner can use blogging and maybe some strategies that you can give some tips and, and tricks that you can use to to help people to understand how they can create content, how they can think about creating content and, and what to look out for just in their day-to-day lives, whether it's going about the daily business or in their work in spotting opportunities 
that could be turned into content for their blog. But before we get into that, you know, I just want to touch on your, your, your background a bit more. You started WordHound in 2019, you know, just before or the year before the great pandemic of 2020. I don't want to say the, the C word. How did that impact your business? I know it's not really a blogging question or, or anything about marketing, but I'm just really interested. And I'm always really interested in speaking with other business owners about how they navigated 2020 with everything that went on what were some of the challenges or even, dare I say, some of the successes you had because of the pandemic? So the pandemic, it changed a lot of things for us. I'm sure everyone can say that that life wasn't the same before and after. But in a lot of ways, um, we just carried on because we worked from home anyway. Everything was remote. So it wasn't a, a big change for us. We had been working a lot with the travel industry at the time. And you know, when you're like subconsciously putting a lot of eggs in one basket and then that basket like couldn't fly away on holiday for for a while so that that kind of pulled the rug from under us a little bit but it's been a good thing because it's meant that we've diversified we kind of took a little bit of time to think oh the, what we were planning didn't didn't go as well as it as we thought it would so what can we do next so we started working a bit more with some different web designers. That's when we really pushed our focus onto white label. And yeah, it's all, we've come out well, touch wood. Tapping my desk here. And I, I like hearing stories like that as well. And it is, you know, is, is as bad as 2020 was for, for millions of people and, and businesses around the world. I think where certain businesses have been able to thrive and come out of it with some degree of success it's about spotting those opportunities. And if, if, like you said, you were working with the travel sector, that's probably one of the hardest hit areas in business. So it's, it's really good to see how you as a business pivoted and changed direction, course corrected a little bit to not put all your eggs in one basket. And I think that's a great lesson for, for any business to take going forwards. It's, it's, to be able to diversify quickly. And I love the fact that, you know, obviously being an online business ourselves as well, you can change course pretty quickly. You don't need six months worth of planning. You can decide one day to change direction and, and implement that pretty quickly. So that's that's really good. And it's really good to, to hear you had that success and change direction to being more white label. I did notice a lot more of those types of services come about as well, where agencies were almost becoming the support network for other agencies and white labeling services and, and being able to do do things like that. That's really, really cool. Yeah, we, um, we even white label for a, a couple of copywriters. So it's really like a circle of, of helping each other, which is quite nice. The copywriters for the copywriters. Yeah, with the copywriters, copywriters. Uh, sometimes smaller kind of copywriters will suddenly get a bunch of work and they don't they want to write it all and they can write amazing briefs, but they just don't have time to sit down and write all of it. So that's when we help out with that too. And they help out as when we've, um, when we've got a lot going on. Do you want to talk to you more about that white label side of the business and, and how you've used that as a business strategy to reach more people and, and what your thoughts are about that? But just going back to the, the, the blogging takeaway or the, the blogging question here for business owners, I just want to almost go back to basics a little bit because this this topic of you know why you should be blogging or how you should be blogging for your business it has been done to death let's not sort of beat around the bush everyone's talked about it every copywriter talks about it every marketing agency goes on and on about how blogging is so important but i just want to hear it from you as the business owner someone that we also work with and whilst it's is really 
you know, it's, it's okay if I keep saying that to our clients, but I want, I want someone with more authority than me saying it. So, and, and that's why you're on this episode. Tell me a little bit about how blogging can impact uh, a business's exposure at the website. Obviously, I know you talk about on your website how it can help your SEO, give it a boost and help with, you know, um, having content to share on social media and all that sort of stuff. Just give me a bit of a background of benefits of why a business owner should be blogging if, if they're not already convinced. The first things that we usually start with when someone's brand new and or, or just brand new to blogging is we ask them the sort of questions that they are always ask, uh, answering from their clients. So instead of using just an FAQ page and then hiding it in one page of your website, you can expand on all of those. And then every time someone asks you a question, you can still answer it in person or in email or however you end up speaking to your customers. But you've also got that to back you up so you can go and here's my blog about the subject. And it just goes into a bit more depth. You can write the blog, even if you outsource it, you can still write the blog with your tone of voice, with your opinions, with your expertise in there. And it's just a really good way of letting your clients get to know you and understand your business a bit more and how you can help them without it just being really salesy. So you can talk about things they actually need to know. And that's really important. You just said that not without being salesy. And I remember reading blogs sometimes and people just use them as a way to make it almost a sales page for their service or for their product. What, what are some of the, the things to avoid when, when writing a blog or putting together a blog to make sure it's not salesy and actually it's informational? Because that's also what Google likes, isn't it? It's information as opposed to just a, a sales pitch. Well, I think it's okay to have some sales blogs in there. If you've got a product and you know it's going to be useful to someone, then you can explain why and that's fine. But if you're writing, you just don't want it to become clickbait, do you? So clickbait is where you've written one title, someone expects to hear the answer and instead you just do a switch on them and it's something completely different. So if your title is explaining about how the product can help, then make it salesy. But if it's just saying, here's an answer to your question, then don't go in with the big sales pitch. Just be be honest about it. I think that's the main thing. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I, I think I think you're right that people go to websites and blogs, especially for, for businesses, to, to buy something. And, and maybe not with the direct intention to buy something like you do on Amazon or, or eBay or something like that. But I guess the, the blog does still have to do some selling, even if it's not the typical way of, you know, buy my stuff. You know, here, here's a link. It, it does have to sell the service, sell the business, sell the, the person that, that you're trying to connect with. What are some of the best blog posts that that you've seen work? And I know there's different types. There's, you know, you've got the list blog posts and, and things like that. What kind of blog posts do you like writing or, or do you see your customers having the most success with? That's really hard. It depends on on the type of industry, I guess. Um, because a lot of what we do is when, when we have larger orders, it's usually like product descriptions and things that are really going into detail about the products. Whereas blog posts, can't tell you about a, really a depends, yeah. one that's yeah, so so dependent on what what the point of it is. But what we'll do is when we've heard back from a client and said this post has done really well, then we sometimes look at it and we'll 
we'll go back over it and see if we can turn it into like skyscraper content. So just keep adding to it and go like, oh, well, people really like this. Let's add some more detail in. So it's, it's just so dependent on the type of business and what people are trying to get out of it. That's fair enough. And, and, and you, you talked a little bit about different types of content there, it's skyscraper content and things like that. What are some of the steps a business owner should be taking when, when they're thinking about writing content for their blog or, or, or using a, a copywriting service like yours? What can they do to better prepare to, in order to outsource a service like this to someone like you to make your work better uh, and then for them to get better results? What are some of the the, the pit things you see from customers sometimes that, that maybe would have made, made it easier for them and for you to, to get results faster? If you're consuming a lot of content and if you're looking at what other people are doing in your industry and then you don't have to agree with all of it, you can disagree too, as long as you're keeping an eye on it and then making a note of your opinions on it and sharing, sharing, because you, you get the sort of insider knowledge when you're in a certain industry that you don't even realize is insider knowledge. So just noticing things that you've got an opinion on and then making a note of it is so valuable. A lot of the time we'll get briefs from someone that will say, I'd like a blog post about why X, Y, and Z is great. And as copywriters, we're like, okay, why is it great? <laughs> you know, if, if you uh, if you tell us from the beginning what's great about it, what you don't like about it, and you just share your opinions, then it's so much easier for us to to write as if we're you. Otherwise, we're just guessing. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. And I think I've made some of those mistakes as well, Angela. So no, I, I know well, I, I, I'm saying always say like, you know, and what is the answer to the question that you want us to write about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that, that's good to know. And that's not just good to know for anyone listening, but I'll take that advice myself as well. And I'll make sure I, I, I do that same, same sort of thing. Angela, tell us a bit about your opinion on something I've seen a lot of recently AI, artificial intelligence, when it comes to content writing. I've seen ads all over my, my social media recently for various artificial intelligence tools that you can subscribe to, where you type in your title and type in some keywords and, and things like that. And it will spit out half a blog post for you to then build on or you know, product descriptions and copy for other things, not just blog. I know we we're talking a lot about blog posts, but copy for about pages, your LinkedIn profile, any copywriting related task. And I know this is relatively early technology, so it's still a bit buggy and it's not great. I don't think anyone necessarily thinks that they're at risk immediately from the robots taking over everyone's copywriting work. But what are your thoughts on that? And how do you see that complementing a service like yours? Is it something you like that the technology or is it something you dislike because it takes away the human element of it and it's effectively just as a, a robot? But give me some your opinion of some of your opinions on, on stuff like that i think it's really great i think it's really great for what it can do so i have had a little play you sent me a link as well i was meant to <laughs> meant to have a look at the other one but i have had a, a look at one of the services and i just got a free trial because i was curious really and it's so clever like it's it's amazing for tone of voice because you can put in some example content and then you can just say, I want to talk about this and then keep pressing the button. And so it still needs a human there. It needs a human to filter it through and make sure because it does come up with some clangers and things that make absolutely no sense. 
but in amongst that it's there's some really like compelling copy so although it doesn't have the human element and it needs human input it's still clever and it's something that that we'll definitely be keeping an eye on but it's not something that we use currently i did use it for one one project because the tone of voice was just something that was really different for us. So um, I just used that as, as an example. And I was just amazed by what it came out with. Amazing. And I, I think so many people are seeing these tools as a threat to their jobs and to their industries. And even in the, in the WordPress space, there's a lot, even the graphic design space, a lot, all these creative services, there are loads of these automated tools and systems available which supposedly make your life easier. And in, in some ways they do, but you're right. They all still need a human to administer them, to manage them. And I think for, for certain types of businesses, there's always going to be a need or, or the desire to, to not just outsource things to a, a robot at a, at a click of a button. They want that human element because of the trust factor and the, the familiarity and just the, the experience that a robot just cannot have of of certain things, even if you even if you do program all the different voice tones and, and things like that into it, so that's it's good good to know. I've seen a ton of these tools in WordPress automation and WordPress maintenance related services, which actually we use here at WP Maintain. I know a lot of our friends in the, the WordPress maintenance space use as well, just to manage websites. And actually, if you do use them to complement your business, they do just that. They complement it. They're, they're not necessarily a threat to your business. Really interesting uh, stuff, Angela. And as so we, you know, 20 minutes or so into here, I want to list a little bit about your white labeling services. How's that going for you as a business? How does that work? What challenges do you, have you had with that? Or, or have you had any challenges with, with white labeling content and other people using it? I don't think so. The part of the business that I like the most is the white labeling because we just become a part of someone else's team. And when you work from home on your own, and although um, Simon, obviously my business partner, I speak to him day in and day out and and we have a great uh, relationship. It's still not, not the same as being in a big group. And so it's nice when I hear back from our white label clients and we end up just having it like a 20 minute phone call talking about what's coming up and what's happening next. Um, but the way it works is that we become their copywriting team behind the scenes. So for web designers, the reason we started doing it is because web designers were saying that the bit of the job that takes the longest for them is waiting for client copy to come back, or if they do provide a copywriting service, writing it themselves. So sometimes they'd have a website that had been designed and built for months and they're just waiting for the words to go in it and it was frustrating for them. So we started offering that um, to web designers and we just got some amazing feedback saying, you've just sped up our, our service. And then with SEO agencies, it works exactly the same way, except obviously they've come up with all of these keywords. They've seen all of these gaps and they just need someone to, to help fill them in. So we do that. I think just, just crossing that over to not just white labeling and, and helping agencies and web designers and other marketing people speed up their processes, even like for us, just using us as, as a, a real life example of one of your customers, it sped up our internal process as well, because I was trying to write blogs or we had someone on our team trying to write these blogs and come up with ideas and write content. And it just, just never happened. And then, you know, coming through to, to, to work with you. And I think I actually found you on LinkedIn. Someone commented on one of your posts and I clicked through and 
and there we are. But um, it, it definitely helps to speed up the process. And, and I, I, I appreciate that white labeling concept so much because we also do it with other services that, that we then resell. For example, with hosting, we, we resell hosting, we white label hosting for WordPress websites. And similarly, you, you do a similar thing and it helps our clients speed up the process as well. So totally relate to that. As we come to, to the end of this episode, just give us some um, of your final insights, final tips on, on, on how a business can use copy, whether it's a, through a blog post or a copywriter. How can they give, give some final sort of tips and advice on, on, on what a, a business owner should be doing at the bare minimum when it comes to their copywriting and, and blogging? So write something, <laughs> write anything. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be a brand new profound concept for every blog post. If you believe it, if it's helpful, if it, it's going to fit well with your website, then write about it. Even if you're planning on outsourcing soon, then writing something, getting facts and opinions down in any form is going to be easier to, to then pass it over create a content schedule, create a strategy, but also understand that it will probably change and that's okay. Just give your opinion, give give insight into what you see in your industry, because even if you think it's obvious, it probably isn't to people who don't understand it yet. So just write. That's <laughs> that's my takeaway. Just write. Big, biggest takeaway from this is just just write, start start writing and, and watch what comes out, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. You can always take it afterwards. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's also a big takeaway for me as well, which is you can edit it afterwards. What you write first time doesn't have to be the, the final set in stone version. Don't, don't aim no, for that. No, I mean, we profession. do it with our website. We've um, we've wrote quite a few blog articles to begin with so that our, our website had content on it. And then when we'd been in business for a while, we were thinking, okay, how how's what we want to talk about changed? And we've gone in and, and changed it. So everyone does it. Amazing. Love it. Angela, thank you so much. And and just give give our listeners a little bit of information about where to find you, where to find WordHound. How can people get in touch with you for, for what you offer? So we are wordhound.co.uk. That's the website that will give you information about the products that we sell. The best way to find me is on LinkedIn because I post on there quite a lot. But if you've got children who want who you want to get into writing, then we started a writing competition for under 12s during lockdown and it's the most fun thing ever so, so have a look on our facebook page i think it's word hound limited and this month we're writing about where you would go in a magic portal so i'm looking forward to reading about those amazing that that's fantastic <laughs> thank you so much for for jumping on here and, and for being uh, one of our first guests on what the press podcast um i've really enjoyed talking to you i always enjoy reading your content on LinkedIn and, and reading your updates and, and stuff on, on the website as well. So, so thank you for being here. And for everyone listening, that's all for today. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did speaking to Angela. Don't forget to like and share this episode on social media and review us on your favorite podcast platforms wherever you are listening to this. As always, you can find us on the various social media platforms. It's at WP Maintain. DM us and let us know your thoughts on this topic and any future topics you would like us to speak on. Until next time, stay safe. You're listening to What The Press, a conversation about business and WordPress. Brought to you by WP Maintain.